And we're go. We're go. Thunderbirds are a go. We're the Thunderbirds. Ho. Where? How much? What? What's going Get on? It. Theme song? Oh. Did you say theme song? You're traveling through another dimension, a dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. That's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop, Dark Territory. Ordering in Wonderland, the Twilight Zone review. Ladies and gentlemen, we're certainly glad to be here tonight. Speak for yourself, Turkey. That's Jerry. Every time he was okay. Now cut that out. All right, all right, let go of the suit. I'm getting out of here. No, wait a minute, wait a minute, Willie. Just stay right here. Mm-hmm. I mean it. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry if I said anything. I, uh, I, I didn't mean it. Oh, no? No. No? No. Just tell me this, wise guy. You did admit that you were superstitious now, didn't you? Well, on occasion, yes. But you don't throw salt over your shoulders or cross your fingers or anything like that. No, I knock on wood. Well, you did it again. Wait a minute. No, wait a minute. I resign. From now on, I'm a single. And for you, you can turn in your lap. Why, Willie, uh, in the first place, what would you do without me? Well, for one thing, I could be a better ventriloquist. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Watch this. A funny thing happened to me on my way over to the club tonight. Is that a fact? What happened, Blockhead? I was out in front of the Ritz Savoy, and that's where I live. Out in front of the Ritz Savoy. <laughs> you put some allies in those jokes? Oh, something must deserve it. There's no end to that joke. I don't get it. Wow. What happened? There's a brash stick of kindling with the sober good The hell was that? In a moment, Mr. Atherson and his naughty pine partner will be booked into one of the... a ventriloquist named Jerry Etherson, a voice thrower par excellence. His alter ego sitting atop his lap is a brash stick of kindling with a sober good willy. In a moment, Mr. Etherson and his naughty pine partner will be booked into one of the out-of-the-way bistros, that small, dark, intimate place known as the Twilight Zone. I'm Phoenix Naughty Pine Partner West. <laughs> and I am Frank Somebody Needs to... Shove their hand up my backside, like. I, I thought you said like. I didn't, I didn't know you said your last name. Okay. Uh, welcome to LAW Twilight's interview, episode 111, uh, The Dummy, episode 333. You like how that worked out? It's strange. Yeah. I didn't realize it till right now when I meant to say it. <laughs> but, <laughs> one and three, both prime numbers. Oh, great. Yeah. The Dummy. We watched The Dummy. Uh, before we started recording, Frank said it's a great episode. Frank, explain yourself. Wait, what? He said it's a great episode. I want you to explain yourself. I, I like this episode. What's wrong with that? Well, I'm just curious. What, why? Why do I like this episode? Yeah, what about it did it for you? Anything particular? 
I'm not putting you in the spot. I'm just curious. Oh, the fucking the goddamn dummy was creepy as shit, dude. Especially like towards the end when they just they said fuck the the you know the cutaways with his head here, his head there, and then he winks. Now I thought that was creepy, but then at the end it's just. I mean, I don't want to kill the whole fuck episode, but I just, the end, like, I would say the second half and the end of the episode really just did it for me. It, you know, it was classic Twilight Zone, so I liked it. Okay. I, okay. I thought the acting was great. I thought that, like, I know Van Troquist had an actor, or an agent, I mean, but I thought the agent and uh, the Van Troquist guy, they played off each other very well. And the agent they, was my favorite part. Yeah, I thought they had really great, great chemistry together. Yeah. Know? Is anybody yeah. in the world actually entertained by ventriloquism? Ventriloquism? My, my Missy, my wife. Like, for real? She loves herself some Jeff Dunham. I, I don't get it. Well, he, I mean, yeah, Jeff Dunham is a, the dude is just stacked, man. But, I mean, okay, Otto and George. There you go. Otto and George is great. Okay. Or was great. He's, he passed away. But that was probably the best ventriloquist act, ventriloquist act ever. I won't argue with that. Um, I just, he's killing in this club. This club is so desperate for entertainment. They're like, yeah, fucking, you heard that audience. They were clapping like crazy. It's full of, like, your, your parents there. Just like. Like the fucking Beatles just got off stage. It was it was insane, and I do like that Rod was in the audience. That was fun. But what is the Ritz Savoy? I don't get the joke. It's a hotel, I think. I assume Ritz Carlton, Ritz Savoy. Yeah. Okay. That's why I kind of thought, but I I don't get the joke. That's where I live outside. So he's a bum. Yeah, yeah. he's saying he's homeless, but he never actually got to the story. That's what bothered me about it. Oh, gotcha. He's like, I was hanging out, I was going to, uh, out in front of the Ritz-Carlton. That's where I live, out front of the Ritz-Carlton. And, and then he cuts him off by saying if he had any uh, whatever in his joke. Uh, it just, and then the story doesn't go anywhere. I was like, motherfucker, you cut him off. No, no wonder he's so angry at you. He cut off his jokes. Well, I mean, it, when you find out the twist, you can see why. Goddamn right. Yeah. Um, Didn't did you appreciate that Rob was in the audience? I thought that was cool. I love when Rod's uh, part of the scene yeah. in the beginning. In this one, he's surrounded by actors. In every other episode, he's by himself. This one, he's in the middle of a group. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was cool. It was just cool. You know, I mean, his Pine Piper partner, what? I mean, I, I love Rod's, you, you know, <laughs> exposition. You know, sometimes he rhymes way too hard, like, he shoehorns rhymes in too much sometimes. The alliteration? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, a little bit on that one. It worked. <sighs> Let's meet our favorite character, Jerry, or Jerry's agent. Um, he, he walks in, when, and uh, Jerry goes backstage, starts to drink. We see the puppet's head move, or the dummy's head move. And then <laughs> Jerry comes in and like proceeds to do the classic TV movie thing where he goes, he basically says, you know what your problem is, Jerry? And then he lists all his problems, which only exist in movies. People just let you be an asshole in real life. They just let you be a fuck up. They don't sit there and, you know what your problem is, Frank? I don't know. Tell me, Phoenix. 
I'm scared. No, they, they don't tell you what your fucking problems are. Nobody does that. They don't try to help you. They just list off your problems and say, figure it out yourself. Yeah, and then Shit. they get mad at you for not changing when they're not willing to tell you what you need to change. Yeah, yeah. Got to get off the hooch. Why am I single? Anyway, um, uh, <laughs> Jerry's agent goes like ballistic on the motherfucker, just like, you're, you're, you're a drunk. And you know what the doctor said? He's like, yeah, schizophrenia. I could heard it front and back. I could tell it in three different languages. I'm like, this is, there's breezing on past this part. Good <laughs> God. And he's like, is it schizophrenia or is Willie alive? Willie's the dummy. Ooh, which one is it, Frank? Well, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not psychotic, so I'm going to go with he's a schizophrenic. I'm going to go with both, according to the ending. According to the ending, I mean, can't go with either. Going to go with both. Well, yeah, well. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that when we get there. Okay. <laughs> but uh, but I, I mean, I do have the agent going. I thought it was great, man. It really was. You hear it? <laughs> you hate this episode, and I'm noticing. I do. I don't know. You're just like, yeah. I, I don't think you like this episode. I I told you this is my favorite character. So go ahead and play him. I'm yeah. a, I'm a fan of this guy. I thought you gave me a solemn promise you were going to do your drinking out of soda pop bottles and coffee jugs. What does it take, Jerry, to get you wise? I am tired. Will you clear the area? First, I'd like to clear the air. I don't know where you manufacture all your illusions, Jerry. But instead of being on top where you ought to be, at present, you're a second-rate nightclub entertainer. And if you stay on that bottle, you're going to lose even all that right. All right, all right. I'll put away the bottle now. Will you pull out? Sexy. I don't know why I waste my time. 10% of you is grief, and it's always been that way. Maybe it's because I've got a soft spot in my heart for people who like to commit suicide eight hours a day. Listen, Jerry. It doesn't have to be this way. You give in to some bad hooch, and then you have bad nightmares. It's as simple as that. Take away the hooch, and you take away the nightmare. No, you got the chronology wrong, Frank. First the nightmares, and then the hooch. I drink because I have to. And I have to. Yep. He he basically is like and after that he's like he talks about the schizophrenia thing. I'm like, you're berating a man with a mental illness. And we know how this episode of the show feels about the mentally ill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean they oh. Nice uh that's chemistry right there. <laughs> Do you have the schizophrenia line? Um, uh, no, no, no. I got the, uh, shit. Yep. Mental illness is no longer hopeless. Act now for prevention and cure. Support your mental health association. I'm going to one-up you. Ready for commercial break? Yeah, go for it. Rod Serling, creator of The Twilight Zone, will tell you about next week's story after this word from our alternate sponsor. But you know what it is, you've been told. Often, endlessly, up to my craw and overflowing. Schizophrenia, I know it by heart. Mental illness is no longer hopeless. I don't know why I waste my time. Jerry, how many psychiatrists do you have to see? 
Act now for prevention and cure. How many hours on the couch does it require? How many 20 buck an hour visits? Support your mental health association. People who like to commit suicide, eight hours a day. He did it again. Caused trouble. Hurt someone's feelings. Yet he didn't want to do it. Yes, troublesome people are often people in trouble. They may be mentally ill. Find out how you can help. Write Better Mental Health, Box 3000, New York 1, New York. I say you. Don't run away from me. All right, and we're back. Uh, the juxtaposition of the Twilight Zone. Help the mentally ill, but also berate them and, and abandon them in their career. I'm proud of you, dude. That was some great editing. Yeah. That was some good back and forth right there. I like that. <laughs> Took me a little bit. I know. It's a bitch, isn't it? <laughs> it's fun. Uh, it's different. Uh, editing in, in GarageBand is fucking terrible. It has the worst editing. I, I don't know. Yeah, I can barely use it just to, to record anything, let alone to... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's good if you get on there and hit record and then don't look at it. And then you're done. But if you had to sit there and like edit clips like I was just doing, it fucking took forever just because of the software. Anyway. How many boxes did you have? Up? Oh, I don't yeah. even know. It had been like 20. I, I left them in two timelines and I kind of cut them between them. And it didn't take too long, but it, it was uh, it's just back and forth like, like that. He, well, he, the time spent was well worth it because you hit a home run. I liked it. I liked it. It was fun. Uh, because that's what every episode so far Frank has played a clip about the mentally ill like he just did before that and then this guy's just like you're mentally ill go fuck yourself you sack of shit you're a drunk I'm a $20 an hour yeah and he's like that's a cheap psychiatrist yeah I wish uh, wishing him that cheap now but he's like yeah. how, I thought you were going to be big I thought you were going to be big I'm like how fucking big could a puppet act be back then oh, like how, how, how high were you going to ride with this guy I mean, like, literally, like, it's like the – what's below ventriloquist? You can only Mine? soar so high before the ceiling hits – you hit the ceiling. I know. It's like ventriloquist and mime. He, he, he might as well be – you know, after he left this, he went to yell to the juggler that he has as a client. <laughs> I thought you are going to be a star, baby. Yeah, yeah. This one man show I got here got really something. You really got that pizzazz, you know? You really know how to juggle those flaming torches. Oh, you're going to be a big star. <laughs> like, what the fuck? This guy has the most ridiculous expectations. I want to I mention right here how much more enthusiasm I have for this episode than I did in the last one. <laughs> I've, I've come alive. I, I did not want to do that last episode. No, and I just want to preface why I... Why the intro to this fucking sucks so bad? Because I had just come off of the gift, and I just was like, fucking, I don't care right now. Uh, if you listen to episode 110, I feel bad for you. I can't decide which one I want to put behind the paywall, this one or that one. One of them is an insult to our Patreon subscribers. This one, I think this one should be the behind the paywall. Uh, I just I give them the gift. I'll give you, give the patrons the gift. Yeah, that's not a thank you. That's like a fuck you. Well, we gotta make them want to come to get. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm kind of rocking a hard place right there. That episode. Let's just bury it. 
<laughs> Don't even air it. It's the lost episode. Can I do a clip show episode later? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> like, in, our, in the lost episode of The Twilight Zone, I'd like to have The Twilight Zone review. We, oh, then Frank said this, and I'll play like three second snippets, and that's it. Just, yeah, dude, uh, I should go back and just record the guitar. <laughs> yeah. If you listen to 110, uh, the, the, the gift as your first episode of this show, I am sorry. That's kind of why I want to put it behind the Patreon wall. That's because I don't want that to be someone's first episode. Yeah, because yeah, they because they won't listen to anything else. <laughs> no, that was it's it's if only for an experiment to see how lackluster and how our hearts were not in that recording. It needs to it needs to be available. Please wait. I always listen to I always listen to the shows that we do because I miss things you say a lot because you're so fucking quick all the time and, and I. And I'm always cracking up. So I'm like, God damn, he's fast. But I probably won't listen to that because. <laughs> not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> I'm just not going to. There might have been something good, but I, I don't. I, I don't, I'm just not going to put myself through it. I'm going to put that in the same camp, the same like under the same tarp that I put the episodes in where I was insanely drunk of like the early episodes of Incredibly ne- Incredible Negative Men where I was like. I'm so drunk, I, I hate listening to it, because I'm like, what the fuck am I talking about? That's where I'm going to put that episode, and just, like, push it down like a, a like I got molested as a child, and just hope it doesn't come back, <laughs> uh, a la uh, Nightmare as a Child. There you go. It just, I just don't want to, maybe down the line I'll listen to it and be like, wow, I've grown. I've learned to accept the gift. Nightmare as a Child? I listened to that like probably three times, and all three times I, I heard like three different things you said that were so fucking quick and good that I was he had me dying, dude. I'm like, how do I not, how do I not catch on to that when he says that? Right? The Redux episode. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. you just, you just say things so goddamn quickly, I don't pick up on them as, as fast as I would like just listening to it. You know. Yeah. Like doing. Yeah. I don't. You know. Yeah. I hear you say it, but it. It doesn't, doesn't click. click with yeah, yeah. But then as I'm listening to it, I'm like, wow, that was really fucking funny. <laughs> I get that when we used to do the like I mentioned the Incredible Negative Men, the early episodes, because there'd be like five, six, seven people in the room, and you can't keep up because people start talking, and then you have like a side conversation, or you're, you're looking. I'm looking up stuff, and I'm like, I miss so much shit. Yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah. sorry. And if like if I read something, my ears shut off right away. Yeah, I can't hear and read at the same time you're like peter griffin you have to lay down the chew gum (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly yeah um the jerry's uh agent gives him 24 hours he's like i'm gonna give you until tomorrow and if you're not better then so i'm gonna drop you and i'm like you're gonna give him 24 hours to drop mental illness and alcoholism what is he fucking ransomer grew he's just gonna i'm done being an alcoholic in 24 hours, I better see you shitting, pissing, throwing up, and crying on the floor. And if I don't, you're done. And that's not even including the mental illness part. I know. I better see you in full detox. Yeah. Good God. That's not a... You think that's a, a bit of a request there, I Mr. Know. Agent Man? 
Mr. 10% of everything you get guy. 10% like, of everything he gets is grief. Apparently. It's always been that way. You're a sack of <laughs> shit, Jerry. I, I, I thought I had something. Like, what are you, just a fucking vulture off of, like, the bottom of the barrel of comedy? <laughs> yeah, this guy has... I think he can't drop him because it's all he has. He seems like his only client. I, I think he should drop him and go get a real job. The guy must be starving. And here's percent of what a ventriloquist gets. And I have another problem here with the, the agent. He says he's going to drop him. And then later on, after the next act, I'm just going to skip forward just for this part. He comes mm-hmm. back and goes, he, he's like letting him go. And he's like, he's like, wow, what's, what's going on? Where are you going? He's like, I'm leaving the club. And I'm like, your agent doesn't work for the club. Yeah, and then, and then he goes, uh, you know, I think, I, I think I'm going to go to, and he starts naming these towns. He's like, they're all the same. You're yeah. here. You're there. What's the difference? What? Yeah. Uh, but we'll, we'll get there. Um, uh, Jerry decides to use the Coke bottle glasses dummy instead and then does a little bit with them. But he keeps like looking back at uh, the, the, the main dummy, Willie. And I'm like, Question, Frank. What What are the odds he's fucking Willie? Um, twenty seven percent. He he put a lot of things in his mouth. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say. Well, I mean, define fucking. I mean, I think he's definitely getting ahead from Willie. Definitely. I, I'll call that fucking. He, he's, okay. What fucking a dummy means putting your dick in any of any of it. You know. Face fucking the dummy. Guarantee it. Right? Even though he shouldn't because we see uh, the dummy bite him and his finger's all fucked up. Yeah, it's like he must have went... I swear the actor bit himself for that scene. Probably. I wouldn't want anybody else to bite me. I had to assume he bit himself. That's true, and I don't think the dummy did it either. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Frank, you, you take things a little bit too literal sometimes. I don't. That happen. Doctor Manhattan can't be seventy feet tall. <laughs> nope, what? can't be. Uh, Willie, Bullshit. why do the dancers like Willie? Like sexually into Willie? It's weird. Yeah, um, maybe because. Well, because he flirts with them and they laugh. They, they, because they're dames. They're dumb dames. Remember back then. Yeah, and then he brings the uh, Coke bottle glasses uh, dummy out, and he does a little routine with him. It's a really fucking terrible routine. Comes, He acts like he's winging it, but he has, like, a cue card ready, and he's, he has, like, a whole act. I'm like, you didn't just fucking wing this. And then he comes backstage, and the, the dancers are, like, waiting to go out on stage because apparently you follow up a ventriloquist with dancers, like fucking the Rocketeers, or Rockettes, excuse me. Uh, and then, not the Rocketeers, that'd be a badass show. <laughs> guys zipping around in jetpacks. That'd be fun. Yeah, but first stroke uh, was to warm up for the hockey <laughs> pack. You'd fucking have to show some, some guy in a jetpack if after I watched that shit. I'd be so fucking bored. I'd be like, holy shit, a jetpack. And I'm back. This would be like, the, the ventriloquist would be like the gift, and then this, the dummy would be the jetpack. Where I come alive. It would make more sense if he was at a strip club and he opened up for the dancers. Then, okay, I get it. That's where he belongs. Yep. 
Then he, he goes backstage, and then the uh, the fucking Coke bottle glasses dummy kisses he kisses one of the ladies, and she's like kisses him back. And I'm like, whoa, creepy. What? She yeah, kisses it. It's weird. It's weird. Erotic. Like later on in the episode, I think they they were fucked and everything. I, I'm pretty sure Willie raped two of them. Eh. I can't prove it, but I have a good feeling. Well, if he hasn't yet, he was going to. Things going to go to jail. Real people jail. Real people jail. <laughs> I want to see the ventriloquist jail. <laughs> <laughs> go on. Uh, do you, if the ventriloquist gets arrested, does he have to bring the dummy? Or if the dummy gets arrested, does he have to drag the ventriloquist along with him? <laughs> Either way, it's funny. <laughs> uh, I want to see that. I want, to both. Yeah, I want to see that. That'd be a fun episode. Oh, goddamn. Uh, Jerry's agent and the manager of the club sit down and they talk while he's doing the little routine there. And he's like... He's like, I like this new new dummy he's using. He's like, I don't like it. It's not fun. And then he goes like, the uh, manager guy goes, or I'm sorry, the uh, agent guy goes, I, I like it. I had some novelty through the act. He's like, novelty in ventriloquism. I'm like, that's all it is. It's I was all say, a novelty. Like, what what else is it? Is this a fine art? Go fuck yourself. It's no, it's a pure novelty. A yo yo novelty. But yes. That's what it is. I mean, it's like a prop comic. I mean, what's novelty the and prop comedy. <laughs> Fucking what? This Carrot top and a ventriloquist. What is the goddamn difference? You can't say there's no novelty in that when his name is fucking Carrot Top. But my point is, you know, everything <laughs> is, you know, that dude has nothing without props. He is nothing with, like, he he's just not genuinely funny unless he's got something to to just spoof with. Yeah, it, I, I want to see him try without it. <laughs> just that's what I mean. Like, well, he was on a uh, he was on O and A once, and he didn't have his trunk with him because some problem. Oh, oh, the the airline lost his trunk for like a week. And he was on ONA that week, and he came in just himself, and it was a dumpster fire. Isn't that a Family Guy sketch? I think. He's like, well, you can't see it, but it, like, imagine there's like a. He's just kind of describing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Imagine I'm. I got this banana, and I and I got, and I'm like, get it. <laughs> and oh, Peter Griffin still liked it. Ah. But no, no, he was he literally, legitimately like he was on ONA and the airline lost his luggage and shit. You know, bad, bad interview. Very, very bad. I can imagine. Yeah. I don't know if he's had to speak for more than two words at a time. Well, that's what I mean. Like they were asking him to talk about him. So he, he's just a very boring dude. Well, he's just like hanging out in Vegas getting blown by four ladies at once. That's it. That's all he's doing. Yeah, doing steroids. Yeah. Oh, he looks fucking disgusting. I mean, you know, you shouldn't be 50 years old and still have zits. <laughs> but is he jacked up? <laughs> he doesn't look good. No, he looks like there's something wrong. There's something wrong with him. 
I think he's actually turning into a carrot at this point. He he's orange. <laughs> he he looks like a goddamn freak maniac. Definitely on steroids. You cannot tell me he's not. No, you you can convince anybody he's not. And gigantic cokehead, guarantee it. I can see that. Back to the Twilight Zone. Um, and then oh. Carrot Top's hanging. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> Carrot Top was blowing me what? Yeah, yeah sorry. Who? What? You can do a yeah, lot with carrots. Speaking of a ventriloquist, uh, you could stick a carrot up somebody. Why do I have... Huh? What? Huh? Hold on. What is this? Grace? What? <laughs> I just have a label as greatest laugh ever. Yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I like when Willie's talking to him when Willie's not there. Yeah, he goes to leave. Jerry goes to leave after the last show. Um, he starts to walk out the door. This is when we first hear Jerry's or the Willie's voice, and it's purely in his head. In which case, we're like, "Oh, he is schizophrenic." Great. And then he, he's like, oh, "Okay," and he leaves. And then he does the most like desperate fucking thing I've ever seen, where he borderline rapes a woman in an alleyway, one of the dancers. He's like, "I want to have a drink with you, Noreen, or maybe just a sandwich." I always thought you were a good kid, a good kid. And she's obviously like, ah, ah, and runs away. And he's like, stop. I just don't want to be alone. Like, this is the most pathetic thing I've ever heard. And he seems like he's sober. <laughs> then, yeah, you're, you know what? I remember that now because my the next recording I have, it's, it's labeled rape much. <laughs> <laughs> he's a learn. Oh, Control God. yourself during a rape, all right? It, it makes it easier. The God longer damn. they go without suspecting you of being a rapist, the easier it is to rape them. It's a fucking rookie it's a mistake. Frenic and a rapist. <laughs> and don't well, I mean, scream. I, I don't care if I hear the voice of my puppet. <laughs> like, it kind of scares <laughs> the ladies off. And the agent's like, "Well, Lisa, you're not drinking." <laughs> yeah, maybe he obviously needs to, because the second he starts drink, stops drinking, it becomes real. It seems like the, the booze was keeping away the reality of it. It's like he he gets he gets the dummy with the glasses and he puts the he's about to drink and then he puts the bottle back in the drawer. It's like oh he's cured because that's how it works. Yeah, it's the was it Rance McGrew or the episode like that where he just decides to stop drinking after being a lush and he's just fine. Uh, it was uh, Mr. Denton on Doomsday. Okay, yeah, I knew I got it wrong earlier. I felt it's like okay. it was very similar episodes. Uh, the, yeah, he just was like, ah, I'm done being a drunk. Time out. They're not similar. I was kidding. I was going to say, one's good. <laughs> Rance McGrew is good, you're right. <laughs> oh. Yep. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, you. Which one was the one with uh, Jesse James as an agent? Ransomer Group. Okay, yeah, that was a good one. Yep. Really quality episode. Speaking of agents. Marine. Oh. I was waiting for you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Alone in an alleyway with her. The line is, this is so sudden. And in this case, it happens to be sudden. No, I, I, I was waiting for you because... Because I I, I I want to have a drink with you, Noreen. Or, or maybe a sandwich or something, you know? 
No, Noreen, you're you're a good kid, and, and, and I've always said you were a good kid, and I, 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 I've always wanted to... See, Jerry, see. Honey, listen, wait a minute, Noreen. She's never met him. What's the matter with you, Jerry? Well, there's nothing the matter with me. No, I'm not sick. I just want to have a drink with you. I don't you understand? I don't want to be alone. I keep hearing those voices. That Wilkie is bugging me. No, wait a minute. Wilkie is bugging me. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it goes from a casual conversation where it looks like he might actually get laid. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's like uh, to fucking lunatic screaming at her. I'm not crazy. You're crazy. I just want to have some pea soup with you. <laughs> yeah. Let's get our fucking Reuben and a drink. In fact, forget the drink and forget you. <laughs> like. I just need my French dip. <laughs> I mean, some French dip. That's all. That's you're a good kid. So I, I, just, I can't be alone. So I need to I just, be with a kid. I just want to pull my dick out and share a blooming honey with you. What's the big deal? <laughs> like my tits, okay? You've great tits, and I'm hearing voices, Willie. It's a my Willie is talking to me, <laughs> yeah. and you, and you, you're a good kid. Willie really likes you, especially because of the kid part. <laughs> Why you run away? Why you run? Oh, they always run away. Good God, psychopath! When I talk about my Willie, <laughs> yeah, my wooden Willie, wooden Willie. Yeah, that's hard to say. Mm-hmm. I almost went with a Willie Willie. <laughs> <laughs> I think that for you to say so. Oh, Frank, it's been a while since, uh, since chips have come out. I haven't done the chip in a while. Yeah, yeah it's though. been a while. Please keep it that way. <laughs> oh shit can I say the rest of the episode until the final two scenes I don't like because of all the fucking Dutch angles they make me fucking furious oh yeah yeah the so- yeah cause, uh, uh. Uh, like like we didn't know that this episode was already going a little bit tilt like, I mean you know you gotta you gotta fuck with the camera angle to, to show us that he's losing his mind. Really, I like fucking like, hate it. I, I think the actor did a good enough job. It's almost insulting to the actor. It is the actor Cliff Robertson was really fucking good in this. Oh, he's great. He's great. And then the fucking camera angles made me go fuck it. I don't want to watch. And I sat there and I was like, oh, it's still going. He goes inside. And it cuts to him later, and he, the camera changes angles, so it's different angle. Like, oh, it's crooked this way. Cuts back to the other one. Oh, and he goes in the back office because he's looking for the the he's looking for the dummy for some fucking reason. He knows exactly where it is. He's run, rummaging around in his uh in his room, in his green room, and then he throws a he doesn't turn the lights on. And he's looking for the dummy, and he walks over and he smashes a dummy, and it's the wrong one. And I'm like, yeah, because he's in a fucking trunk. Yeah, and it's just like, why didn't you put Willie there and lock it? He did. It's causing you such trouble. He did. Oh. I think it was still in there until he opened it. I could be wrong, but maybe um, if you turn the fucking lights on, you'd see you're smashing the wrong one. Yeah, honestly. Like, like you smash and then turn the light on to see your carnage that you created. And <gasps> dun, dun, wrong. you killed the wrong It's the dummy. wrong one. It's the wrong one. And, and I guess we're kind of asking for uh, sane reactions from an insane person, though. Kind of on us. 
Yeah, yeah. Asking too much from somebody who can't much. No. Yeah. I was gonna say that, but I'm like that yeah. It it's <laughs> I like that scene and then he comes out on stage. Talk much. <laughs> uh oh, oh before I, I had one more note, sorry, I was trying to read it. He sits down and he realizes he smashes the wrong dummy. He sees that Willie is sitting in the couch and you can clearly see the another ventriloquist is just below the couch. Whatever, it, look, it, it was fine. And then he's looking at it and he starts like freaking out and crying. And I was like, I think this is the actor realizing the scene he's doing. I don't think he's acting here. He's like, I'm screaming at a dummy right now. What am I doing <laughs> with my life? <laughs> Puts his head down. <laughs> this is what it's come to. I mean, what's worse than a ventriloquist? An actor that is acting like a ventriloquist. <laughs> Literally yelling and communicating with a, a tiny little uh, puppet in a chair. While another grown man is below the couch <laughs> performing the, uh, the, the mouth of the dummy. Taking off my shoes, getting comfy. Uh, I mean, I, I just love how the, how, how the fucking dummy winks at him. It's so hysterical. Yeah. Wink. Bling. <laughs> they should have done a sound effect other than the slot noises it makes. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, what was it? I got, um, yeah. And then, and then when the, and, and he, and it's like, it's like he accepts the fact. He's like, okay. Yeah. It's right. weird. Doesn't matter what I do. And then it's. Why don't you take the eye test? Now, what am I holding out in front of me? I'll give you a hand. It's between D and F. Don't peek. Don't peek. What do you say, partner? What do you say? What do you say? We get down to business. Business. When you made a what? <laughs> you made me real. You poured words into my head. You moved my mouth. You stuck up my tongue. You jerk. Don't you get it? <laughs> you jerk. Made me what I am today. I hope you're satisfied from the song. The same name. I mean, Twilight Zone is known for some great, creepy-ass laughing. Yeah. And the dummy laugh is just classic awesome. Yeah, and then they we see them go out on stage. You kind of know what's going to happen because they're showing them from behind. They sit down, and they start doing the routine that we're used to, the Ritz, the Ritz whatever. What is it? Ritz, the Ritz of Oi, the Ritz of Oi, the Ritz of Oi. <laughs> yeah, they do that bit, and then... The actor that is the ventriloquist is, is the dummy. It looks just like the dummy. The dummy looks just like Jerry. And then the actor, the actual ventriloquist the actor, stares right at the fucking camera for a good while to really, you know, nail it home. He's got this creepy-ass smile. And he look, he bends over. He's like, zing. Yep. And it's another episode that the twi- that uh, IMDb gives away right away. Because one of their first pictures is that. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Same thing in the uh, Twilight Zone campaign, actually. Yeah. They, like, it's a picture of, you know, the ending and all. But it's because he talks about, like, 
you know, what, you know, the name of the actor that they got to play the dummy human now. And then they talk about, um, you know, how they got the dummy to look like sort of like the main character, though. I don't see it at all. It's just the eyebrows. That's all it is. Yeah, but uh, I mean, okay. I mean, it, it, yeah. You think Cliff Robertson kept the, uh, his dummy? I would. Um, I, I don't know, but I know who does have the dummy. Ooh, who has it now? Is it you? Uh, no, it's, oh. it's that guy from Vegas. What's his name? Caretop? Uh, huh? No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> Wayne Newton? No, the, the really good magician. Oh, Chris Angel or David Blaine? David Copperfield. There you go, David Copperfield. Okay. I was like, I'm running out of magicians. That was that was the end of my uh, end of my run. <laughs> I said, I said, really good magician, not hacks. <laughs> well, I didn't know what you thought a good magician was. One that I can I can not figure out how he did what he just did. Okay, because yeah. <laughs> uh, you know David Blaine is David Blaine is not a magician. He's a street He's, artist. Okay. Yeah. He's a mind you, freak. Congratulations, you you locked yourself in a glass fucking box for a week who gives a fuck yeah. and um yeah and, and and chris angel is just a douche yep yep they all are it, it, if like i went if, if i stayed at the hard rock or whatever the whatever shit hotel he does his act at and they gave me free tickets i i just would throw them away I wouldn't even try to sell them. I wouldn't even give them away. I just like. Eh. What is it about Vegas that makes you a sex weirdo? Because Carrot Top's a sex weirdo. Copperfield's a sex weirdo. Has a fucking sex island. And does he? Yeah. It's awesome. Wasn't he, who was he married to? Was it a? What was it Christy Brinkley? Was it? It was. No, that's uh, no, Christy Schiffer? Brinkley. Was uh, Billy Joel? Yeah. Who was he married to? I have no idea. Uh, my aunt saw him on a plane once with her, and they put blankets over their faces like fucking weirdos. Did? Uh, yeah. Why? They didn't, didn't want to get recognized, apparently. Didn't work because she saw him. I was going to say, uh, it kind of, yeah, let's not bring any attention to ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's one of those <laughs> pretend. I don't want you to notice me. Oh, they noticed me. Oh, no. Oh, yes, I'll sign your autograph. $5. The entire plane noticed you because you two idiots have blankets over your heads. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of attracting a lot of attention. Yeah, they put cardboard cutouts of the other person over their face. <laughs> I'm not her. <laughs> She's not Gabriel Copperfield. Nope. They would have done better with paper bags with eye holes. Yeah, and, or like white sheets with eye holes that they could put over. Yeah. Oh wait. No, paper bag would, that's, that's is less a, racist. Yeah, that's a different um, thing. So. Folks, how do you do? A funny thing happened to me on the way over to the club tonight. I met this broad. Uh, oh, now, Jerry, you don't mean broad. You mean lady. Oh, look, chum, you just write the jokes and I'll tell them, okay? Well, anyway, I met this broad coming down the street. Uh, it was a broad street. What's known in the parlance of the times is the old switcheroo. From boss to blockhead and a few uneasy lessons. 
And if you're given to nightclubbing on occasion, check this act. It's called Willie and Jerry. And they generally are booked into some of the clubs along the gray night way, known as the Twilight Zone. Yeah, I wanted a heckler. I don't know what you said. So you like this episode a lot, huh? Uh, the jokes missed. Oh, yeah. I, think I didn't expect them to hit, though they weren't supposed to because they're ventriloquists. So. Yeah. Well, he's supposed to be a megastar, keep in mind. Megastar, Jerry and uh, Block, what? Yeah. Um, I'd rather watch an episode about the agent because I was fascinated <laughs> by him. I like the agent. I do. He's I do. fun. I like yeah. I like the agent. I like the the dummy talking. I liked him with the dummy, the interaction. The ending was cool, I thought, because he, you know, I, I personally didn't see the ending coming when I first saw it. I remember. I just like the, uh, I like the premise. I like the, the acting is great, you know. It's just, you know, the jokes the dummy and the ventriloquist said were just bad. It's you one know, of those things they, where I just they, don't give a shit about puppets or dummies or No, I I've not, I don't like I don't particularly care for ventriloquists either, but I just like the episode because it was it, hey, it had it was classic Twilight Zone shit, you know? Yeah. I mean even like uh the Goosebump books, uh Night of the Living Dummy. I just, I'm just like, it's a fucking step on it. That's it. You're done. The end. Yeah. It, like, like those Chucky movies. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't watch any of them. Well, I've seen every one of them. They're all fucking terrible. But same thing where I'm like, and you just put it in a trunk, and then you just walk away, and you can forget about it. Gasoline and a match. Or the, put it in a trunk are- and bury it. Not even that. Just burn them. Well, if it's if in that case, I, th- I would think the soul of it would escape and going to, go into the next thing. If this is your reality now, I'm just, I'm just gonna bury it. You're right. You're right. And you're and right. that's it. Put them in a box, cement it, it over, clothes, dig a big hole, dump it in. Yeah. And then the, when you sell the house, the next family digs it up and then it gets them loose and he comes after you. I mean, hopefully when they find them, you're gone. You're dead. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I, I do like this episode. I really do. It's uh, it's fine. I don't love it. I like it just enough. Could have went with other fucking Dutch angles. It was so unnecessary. It drove me insane. Yeah, I didn't like the... the I thought, yeah, I didn't like the whole... Sometimes it works. It does. It adds to the... It adds to the, to the, um, I mean, I, I get what they were going for. They were trying to portray like the buildup, you know? Yeah. The problem is they went too far with it. It was way too extreme of angles. It was like 45 degrees. It was, it was, you're supposed to, do, it's, it's a little tilt. That's it. Yeah, a little but- bit. And they were doing like. It was so far off. It was just way too far. They, I was just like, how the hell is he still standing? Yeah. So, why isn't he falling off? This? <laughs> it was, yeah, it's supposed to, you're, you're not supposed to know, realize the camera's like this. Yeah. That's how that's supposed to work. 
supposed but, to be like you leave you with a feeling. Not exactly. a not a oh Jesus. What a, you you don't have to, you shouldn't have to tilt your head. I had to tilt my head. I was like, who is oh it's him. Okay. You did too? Yeah, had to. It's that it extreme was, of an angle. It really is. It really is. And it goes on for like five minutes. Especially when you're watching it on, you know, a MacBook and you're like I always wanted to pick up my MacBook and tilt it twenty five. If you watched straight. it on your phone, your your it would switch the landscape or switch the portrait. It would, it would your camera would change, your phone would change. Exactly, yeah, it would go to like portrait. Yeah, you're right. Oh yeah. shit, gotta go back the other way. Oh, now we're here again. <laughs> Options will pop up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just so it's so extreme. Anyway, plugs. Um. Well, next week. Oh shit, you're right. Sorry. That's all, Mister Serling. Next week, through the good offices of Mister Richard Matheson. We tell you a story of a young man's fancy, which is kind of a euphemistic description of a mortal combat between the living and the dead, between the present and the past, between Miss Phyllis Thaxter and Mr. Alex Nicholl. The battleground is this old house, and its front door will be open to you next week on The Twilight Zone. Oh, my God. No Chesterfields? No Chesterfields? Not this one. I guess they didn't pay. I don't know what to think now. For once, I was waiting for it. I was like, oh, is it going to be a pause? I don't know. It's just done. Wait, is this still I'm, going? Are you going to surprise me still? No, no. That was it. And and there's not even like, a, you know, a, you know. PSA? You know, stop, stop hunger. Feed, feed, you know, whatever. Nothing. Feed, it was, it was a uh, gun smoke ad, 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 you know, advertisement. Yep. Advertisement. Ooh, fancy. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we, we had a long commercial break today anyway, so maybe we made up for it. Yep, yep. But so, so wait, so is it This Old House? Is that the next episode's name? It's called Young Man's Fancy. Oh, see, I couldn't tell because he didn't. It was, is Young Man Fancy This Old? I, I was like, what, which is it? Like, what? I looked at he says, Young Man's Fancy. It's a euphemism. I'm like, yeah, for horniness. That's it. <laughs> I I I honestly I mean maybe I have seen it and I'll know it when I see it, but the title does not tip me off that I've seen the upcoming episode before. So I'm looking forward to that. Um yeah, I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> Newlywed Alex Walker finds himself being pulled back to his childhood and back to his widowed mother in the house where he grew up. Um I no. I, I know I've seen it, but uh, nothing Nothing getting shook, shaken loose here. Nothing. Plus, well, it's very vague. Yeah, we've only got four episodes left of the season three. Thank. Oh, I want to say thank freaking God or whatever, but then season four. Season four is afterwards. So season four. But there is one of my favorite episodes. Two of my favorite episodes actually are coming up in season four. Don't say Jessica. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Three of my favorite episodes are coming out season four. Oh, you did. Jezebel, and then uh, the Devil's pre- uh, Printing Press, whatever. Printer's Devil. <laughs> Printer's Devil, and then um, not, um, uh, the one with the Navy ship. <laughs> yeah, it's got like one of the best lines ever. My favorite, one of my my favorite one of season four is uh, the new exhibit. Oh yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, that one's good. That one's good. Of late, yeah. I've of late I think of Cliffordville. That one's interesting. 
It's got some terrible old man makeup in it. He's got a fat suit and old man makeup. And he makes a deal with a literal devil to go back to Cliffordville when he was younger. I don't remember that one. It's I saw it during the marathon, like last time we had the marathon on. Okay. And I was like, I, I remember this episode, but I'm like, oh my god, the makeup is so bad, <laughs> like terrible, They're like dusty. You could see it, like they they put the latex on and then just gave him a coating of dust over his makeup. And I'm like, I could see the, like the specs. It's terrible. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, plugs. Uh, L, uh, double L N K Z on Twitter. Um, okay. And then, uh, reddragonsradio.com for all of our fine, fine programming. The fine Bergen, uh, LAWstudios.com, youtube.com slash loitering wonderland, loitering wonderland at gmail.com. Look at the notes, you'll see it. Patreon.com slash loitering wonderland studios. We'd like to thank our fine, 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 sexy ass patron, the Indie Sports Park, Sports Car Podcast, excuse me. Let's try that again. The Indie Sports Car Podcast. Ah, there we go. And I nailed it. Frank put his glasses on. Look at sexy as hell. Damn, girl. Thanks. Thanks, kid. I, I should also mention, just so I can remember it later, while we were playing a clip there, Frank and I were filleting a, 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 a dummy <laughs> <laughs> back and forth over the camera. <laughs> Frank gave it a hand job. I gave it a blow job. And then I proceeded to finger its tiny little wooden butthole. Oh, is that what you were doing? I so thought I was you were tickling the balls, balls, and then I was, I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was doing a lot. I was going really far with that dummy. <laughs> oh, it's too good. Until next time. <laughs> In the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. I'm Frank Links. I had to mention it. Sorry. <laughs> so long. So long, Willie. I'll be back to do those things to you later. Uh, you want to do an evil laugh on the way out? <laughs> oh, my God.